0: I'm just going to maximize the space today, so I might wander up there. And um, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. The adventure begins here, yes? Yeah. Who is ready for an adventure in 2018? Yeah. So the rest of you, my role is to convince you, you know, to not hold on to your seats, actually. I want you to let go of your seats and actually let God take you wherever he's going to move you in a 2018. Because God is a moving God. You know, God is not a boring static God, he's always on the move, you know, he's always doing something new in your life. I want to create within you this spirit of expectation, uh, this spirit of anticipation to be on the move, you know, so if I pace a lot, I'm just going to do it just to kind of get your eyes moving, just in case you feel like nodding off, you know, it's just something about God is on the move, you know, who loves adventures, who likes watching movies about adventures, Great classics, you know, like Finding Nemo. It's a great adventure story, isn't it? You know, Toy Story, uh, James Bond, you know, Indiana Jones. You know, uh, the, you know we're just seen the, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader just as a track. Crocodile Dundee. Anybody like Crocodile Dundee? You know, it is just one of these old throwback great movies. that just makes me laugh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, and what it is, you know, film, essentially designers, movie writers, they're trying to pull into you because you know what? God has put this adventure in you. God has put this spirit of adventure, you know, and and occasionally we just kind of settle back and sit back. And God wants to reach in and and kind of wiggle it about today. Uh, And it's the whole thing of pulling it out into the new year. So the definition is something exciting. Something very unusual. If you're first time into church, you might be looking at me right now going, he's very unusual. I'm not used to this happening in church, all right? So in time, you'll get used to the unusual, and the unusual becomes usual, and things like that. But that's what God wants to do in our life. He wants to take us from our unusual world and bring it into his usual world. Because you know what? Miracles, by the way, they don't even exist. That word doesn't exist in God's dictionary. Because God just said the impossible doesn't exist in God's dictionary. Because all things are possible when it comes to our God. It is about a bold, usually risky, undertaking something hazardous. Whoa, whoa, I don't want a hazardous New Year, aren't you? Straight away, isn't it? Put your hand up if you love the health and safety inspector in your workplace. Put your hand up if you find him. Oh, yes. (laughs) Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll turn this around in a minute, Kevin, just for your sake. Put your hand up if you find that person quite irritating. I, you know, I used to work in, in a chemical uh, a production factory, you know, and it was health and safety you know, to the nth degree. And I, I always remember a health and safety inspector. He just used to make me laugh. You know. You'd be working away you know, with all these dangerous chemicals inside. You know, where you've got gloves on. You've got glasses on. And you're all covered up like this, genuinely out of the movies. Uh, that was what I used to do. And he'd walk in, and he'd be sitting there, and he'd go, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You, know, you can't pick that up like that. And you're like what? You know, and he was—that was his role—to make sure everything was done safe. You know, and uh, he had this way of sucking the fun out of anything and everything. He didn't like me playing lab cricket in the laboratory. He thought that presented some risks. You know, to to the chemicals, and uh, you, you can just imagine me in a, a dangerous laboratory, can't you? You're trying to, you're trying to go. That's not safe, is it? You should not have been in there, Aaron. You know, whoever employed you. I didn't stay there long, obviously. I didn't get sacked either, but, you know, I went on to other greater things, greater adventures. So uh, I want to take you, who's ever been to like Alton Towers or a theme park? You know, who loves roller coasters? Come on, put your hands up. Have you noticed, right? And this is maybe me slightly moving upwards in age. You know, your love of roller coasters diminishes the older you get. Is that, is that right? You know, when you're younger, no, isn't it? Well, we need to rebirth this love of roller coasters, you know, just to kind of shake our heads a little bit, you know I, I remember going to uh, it 's now a defunct uh, the American adventure, uh, which is it 's now closed down, and, and my, my dad took me there, and um, you know, we all went as a family and uh, there was this big like skyfall thing, and it was about two hundred feet up in the air and basically um, me and my sister' there's four kids in the family, and um, my sister's the youngest i 'm the second. Third youngest, you know, and then there's two above. So, yeah, um, but we're kind of the slight, the younger one's always more rebellious. Have you noticed that, isn't it? The older one's sensible, and then it just falls away uh, as that goes in. So we're looking at that, and we go, we look at each other and go, because two of you go in and go, let's go on it. You know, so you, you, you do this movement of making the decision, and you go up to this 200, you know, 300 feet. The more I tell the story, the higher it gets, by the way, just so that by the end of the story, it's going to be 500 feet, you know. And, and we're up there, and we stand on this huge narrow, teetering platform, and then they strap you together in this, like, big jacket. It's like Siamese twins, you know, and and then you go on, and then they do all the checks, and the health safety man comes in, and, you know, okay, off you go, and then this big rope starts to drag you up and up and up, and it's pulling you back like an elastic band, you know, and And, and the whole purpose of this thing is when it's ready to go, you've got a little microphone on, and that you have to click this microphone, and you have to tell the guy on the ground when you're ready to go, and then he's going to basically let you go, and you free fall from this real height, you know, and uh, you're all there, and it's anybody get this adrenaline stroke fear moment? Well, it's one of those, you know, and we've been dragged up. We've been dragged up, you know, and I'm really bold and brave when it comes to these moments. I'm like, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. You know, you're ready, Ariane. No, you're you no ready. No, they can't call it yet. We're like, come on, we've got to be going. And it's creating the moment, you know, and then it starts to tilt and your head's now facing 300 feet onto the ground. It's not natural, by the way. Nobody likes to be facing down 300 feet. And, you know, you've got this control. You have the control because you're going to give the guy permission to go, okay, we're ready to go, ready to launch. You know, And that uh, you ready, hurry? no, no, no,, no, 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 OK here we go. Three, two, one, boom, like that. And suddenly right. This is the moment when you go beyond yourself mentally. Because falling, free, falling, because there's no tension on the rope, there's no tension on the You literally, that's when your brain just has never been in anything like it in my life. I didn't know what happened, and that's when you panic. Uh, you know, and, it's, and that's what the excitement of the ride really is all about. That, that kind of, It's probably only 0.3 of a second that you're doing that. But you suddenly plummeted to the ground until you hit the tension of the rope. And then you pull the tension, and then it swings you right through. And it's the biggest swing I've ever been on, you know. And it was well worth the 15 pound I paid for two minutes, you know, on, on that, because I get this story out of it and things like that. But we're just swinging through, you know, the whole thing. But, you know, there were people in my family go, oh, no, we're not going to do that not going to do that, you know. But here's the thing, right? Number one, I live to tell the tale. I think most people who went on the ride did do that, unless that's why it shut down. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I haven't researched that. But, you know, maybe it's a good time to shut the ride. Somebody died, you know. But anyway, but we did that. But also, there were people who didn't go on it. They had the choice. They had the same opportunity to go up. They had the same opportunity to, to get strapped in there. They had the same time to go, let's go for this. But they didn't. And here's one of my kind of mantras in life. Whatever you do in life, have a story to tell. So 2018, I want you to look at your year as you start in this. And I want you to look at the person next to you and go, let's do this. You know, let's go up together. Let's strap in. You know, let's get pulled up weighty. You and God, me and God, are we ready to go for this? We might not know what's going to happen. I go, ah! And then you get the yes moment. I want to see yes moments this year when, when you'll get yes moments if you go beyond yourself. You see, we're used to sitting in safety and sitting back and, 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 we do, and this is what the whole new year is about. Now also in adventure movies, you get this kind of storyline when somebody gets injected with a deadly poison. Have you seen that? And the whole movie is about the hero trying to find the antidote. Well, you know what? The devil's got a plan for the church as well as God's got a plan for the church. Did you know that? Those plans are constantly in conflict. The devil's plan, by the way, is basically post Christmas blues for you. So, how many ate slightly too many chocolates than you anticipated over Christmas? Slightly. How many went way over the slightly? <laughs> Things like that, you know. And we all know this kind of post Christmas flabbiness. Who's got it? Just look at the person next to you, make them feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> And just say, you're looking great. So you all got worried for a minute, didn't you? We all go, whoa, he's just kind of trying to work it off. That's the devil's plan by the church, by the way, to get you flabby. He wants to get you sat in your church, in your chair. He wants you, yeah, actually sat in your church, in truth. He wants you to be an armchair Christian. He wants you to sit there and just go, I'm just going to move. I'm just going to watch everybody else, you know, and I'm just going to wear all that cool stuff. I'm just going to sit back and, and, and we kind of put on weight and wait about as Christians, right? You know, and, and actually God says, come on, guys. And so the hero of this movie is me. I'm going to run into your life with the antidote. And the antidote I want to inject into you, you know, that's going to break you out of that thing that's going to paralyze your Christianity's adventure. Because the Bible's got a different word for it. It's called faith. You know, because faith does something in your spirit. Faith never sits back. Faith does not get fat. Faith is not still. It is not passive. It is active. You know, it is moving. And there's something about this year. I want to pull you on into my slipstream if I can. And say, let's, let's go for it. How many people have already convinced? Just seeing how well I'm preaching at the moment. Because I'm just going to move up the gears, you know, until I just get shouted. And the blood vessels are going to go even bigger, isn't it? I'll get redder. You know the Bible's full of adventurers. David, the giant killer. Joseph, technical dream coat. They should make a musical on that, shouldn't they? That would be fantastic. Gideon's mini-military. 300 men takes on the world. Abraham's adventures. Samson, the superman. Noah sails off into the rainbow. I thought that was a nice kind of poetic kind of some. Jonah's Incredible Journey, Elijah's Wheels of Fire. I have this view right, by the way, because have you noticed actors in Hollywood? They're all typecasts. See, for me, Elijah is Nicolas Cage. He looks like an Elijah, doesn't he? Do you not think? Okay, so... <laughs> just got to work out, isn't it? You know, different characters, they all do that. He's uh, always that same character. He's just Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. You know, whatever movie it is, he acts the same. The same as Bruce Willis, really. You know, they all do that. I'm just sorry if I've spoiled your movie experience. I like the classics myself. Anyway, so Daniel the Great Escape. But the, I want to I put you into the Bible if I can, because I want to put one adventure, get us focused on his life, and get us moving on him, and start to chew over how he responded. And I want to kind of bring out Joshua. All right, so if you've got, um, the, 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 there's a whole book about this adventure called Joshua, and I'm going to push you into it, because I want to first start with his obituary, if that's all right. So I want to start at the end, and it, you'll find his obituary in Joshua 23. So pull your Bibles out, and go to Joshua 23. Ooh. I want to read it. The Lord gave Israel peace from their enemies around them. Many years had passed. Joshua grew very old. This is a reflection on Joshua's life. He called a meeting of all the elders, the heads of families, the judges, and the officers of Israel. He said, I'm very old, but you've seen what the Lord has done to our enemies to help us. The Lord your God fought for you. Remember that your people have been given the land between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea in the west. The land I promised to give you. The Lord your God will force out the people living there. The Lord will push them out ahead of you and you will own the land as he promised you. Be strong. You must be careful to obey everything commanded in the book of teachings of Moses. Do not stray from it either from the left or the right. Don't become friends with people living among those who are not Israelites Don't say the names of their gods or make anyone swear by them. Don't worship them. You must continue to follow the Lord your God as you've done in the past. The Lord has forced many great and powerful nations to leave ahead of you. No nation has been able to defeat you. With his help, one Israelite could defeat a thousand because the Lord your God fights for you as he promised to do. So you must be careful to love the Lord your God. If you turn away from the way of the Lord, if you become friends with these people and are not part of Israel and marry them, the Lord your God will not help them or defeat your enemies. They'll be like traps for you, like whips on your back and thorns in your eyes, and none of you will be left in this good land that the Lord your God has given you. It's almost time for me to die. You know and fully believe that the Lord has done great things for you. You know that he has not failed to keep any of his promises Every good promise that the Lord your God has made has come true. And in the same way, his other promises will come true. He promised that evil will come to you and that he will destroy you from this good land that he gave to you. This will happen. If you do not keep your agreement with the Lord your God, if you go and serve other gods and worship him, the Lord will become angry with you and none of you will be left in the good land. Now, I just want to kind of put that at the end because this is the end of his adventurers. This is his journey because we're going to look back over his life and what made him a great adventurer. But the reason I start at the end, because he's looking back over his life and he's telling the people and going, whilst I come to an end, you must continue with this legacy. You must go on to greater things. You must hold on, not just to the land, but the God who put you in this land. The God who put you in this place. If you keep God at the center of your land, all things will go well for you. You will know purpose. You will know victory. You will know blessing. But if you let God go, if you leave him behind, if you water him down, if you compromise your faith, it will not go well for you. That's his legacy. That's the legacy of the adventurer that we know to be Joshua. Joshua, he's born a slave. He's born in the land of Egypt. He's born in a place that is not his homeland. He is born in his past. He's born in oppression. He is born in abuse. He has got every excuse on the planet. And there's something within him that God puts in Joshua and says, Joshua, I want you to rise up out of your background. And I want to place you into your future. And here Joshua finds himself in the presence of, a man, the presence of God. And he hangs around Moses. It's said even about Joshua That Moses takes him up the mountain and leaves him halfway when Moses gets to hear his revelation. Just imagine, wouldn't you love to be Joshua at that stage? It it, it writes, you can find a writing in Exodus 33 verse 9 uh, if you want to follow it. It says, It came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle, the place where Moses met with God, and the pillar of God, the presence of God, descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw that happen standing at the door. And the people rose and they worshipped each man at his tent. The tents used to surround where the tabernacle was. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to his camp. I love this about Joshua. He says, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. You see, I love this about, you know, this generation that is rising, you know, b- because, you know, there are people here in this room who are going to be like that. You know, when Moses is stood before God and some in the presence of God and, and everybody is doing their worship. You know, when Moses finishes what he's doing, you know, Joshua's there going, I want to be where God is. I want to be where God is. I want to be right in the place, you know, and so I w- it's no wonder that Mo- Moses said, Joshua, I want you to come up with me. I want to walk halfway. I can't take you right to the top of the mountain because I need to go alone. But will you come with me partway in the journey into the presence of God? Because here's the point adventures begin in the presence of God. Adventures begin in the presence of God. And here's the point you know, at the start of Joshua's leadership and ministry life in Joshua chapter 1. He's standing and he has to take the people over the Jordan River. But let me tell you, that vision, that purpose and plan started when Joshua was in the presence of God. It did not start when suddenly he found himself on the beach. And then he was looking around and going, oh, there's loads of people around. What am I going to do? It did not start. It started with a revelation of God. He didn't cross over into the promised land until he had crossed into the presence of God. Some of you are looking at things in your life. And you're wanting to go, I want to cross over into victory. I want to cross over into breakthrough. I want to cross over from this addiction. I want to cross over from the everything that is holding me back in 2017. But let me tell you, that's not going to happen until you cross into the presence of God. Until you move into God's presence. And you know, some of you, God has been asking year after year after year, month after month, day after day, are you going to come? And, and the question is when, not if. When are you going to come into the presence of God? I believe that 2018 for us as a church is when we choose, when we will ourselves to get into the presence of God. Joshua chapter 3, verse 1 says, Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove. They arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they were camped before the crossing. Three days later, The Israelite officers went through the camp, given these instructions to the people. When you see the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, the presence of God, when you see the priests, when you see the leadership carrying the presence of God, that God is going to move you from your positions and you follow. Okay? I want you to look at the context of the leadership. When you see the leadership move with the presence of God, I want you to rise and start to follow because this is where we're going in 2018. There's a responsibility to pray for our leaders to say, God, get them into the presence of God. Do whatever you take, you know, buckle them, drag them into the presence of God. Because you know what? The blessing of this city is dependent on it. What we carry, the responsibility, you know, it's the way God has always set. God wants to move the presence of God. And then he says this, since you've never traveled this way before, this is a new path. This is a new journey. We're going to go on an adventure together, stay about half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the presence of God. Don't come any closer. I love the fact that this is Old Testament. There's now a change, you know, where they couldn't come close to the presence of God. But, you know, New Testament belief, by the way, New Testament theology was the moment that Jesus said, you know, I'm going to rip that curtain of barrier and and, and God comes really close to us. He brings us as a people close. We don't have to hang back distance from God anymore. God says, I'm right here among you. We're going to do this together. We need to move into the presence of God. Because let me tell you, in the presence of God, things are going to start happening. I don't know whether you've got a prayer list but, you know, I don't know if you're looking at things in life, but you need to start looking at the things and the challenges and the giants around you and start to write them down and said every day I'm going to get into the presence of God and I'm going to start knocking. I know this about you now because of the world we live in. Some of you went online over Christmas and you ordered your Christmas presents from a, a, a company like Amazon or other delivery services. You went on, you looked, you checked the project, you checked the reviews, you went, sh- 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 you ordered it, you pressed send, you know, you paid your money online, you didn't even move into any shops. Guys love this, by the way, you, know, you don't have to kind of move, you can just do it all in front of that. We placed on, and we placed an order, and we get this email that pings back saying, your order's been received. Let me tell you, this is an issue of praying in faith, because when you get into the presence of God, and when you pray, you are placing an order, you're placing an expectation. You're saying to God, God, would you come? You know, and this is what God is not. God doesn't sit there going, I'm just going to see whether you're really committed about that. But God starts to answer your prayer the moment you start to pray. But there's a time, there's a difference sometimes between the moment we place the order and the moment we see it, particularly over Christmas. How many of you got a little bit sweaty thinking, oh, no, 25th is going to come. You know, when are they going to deliver it? You know, and you start typing back to the courier because it hasn't yet arrived. How many of you got things in your prayer list from 2017 that have yet arrived? Yes, put your hand up. Yeah, good. That is not a failure. That is not a disappointment. That is an expectation because there's a moment where God is going to come and break through. I want to tell you about one of my prayer lists, okay? I, I don't, I, you know, for me, it is personal. For me, it is private. You know, there are things that God puts in my that I'm going to need. And, and occasionally, I get this wonderful time to tell just a tiny bit of the story because I've got an announcement to date today. And it is a prayer list breakthrough because the moment I heard it, I went, whoa! And this is what it is. Kevin and Sally are now 12 weeks pregnant. Oh, right! by the way, that, that is nothing to how I feel, isn't it? You know, I, I kind of, I want you to understand, you know, exactly what this. Kevin and Sally are 12 weeks pregnant. Are we really excited about that? <laughs> Sally said to her, you, have got the green light, you can go today. You know, she gave me the things like that just to say it's now in the public domain. The journey behind that, the prayers that's gone in, you know, in everything that the God is, you know, because all of us have journeys, by the way. But I, I believe in a miracle working God. You know, and, and when the texts and the phone calls and the chats are seeping through. You know what it does to my faith? Do you know what everybody else is on my list? Well, you're just getting more, you know. I'm just like typing even more to God and go, wow, there you go, God. You know, it's lovely. You know, I, I have different prayer lists because of the way I structure my brain. You know, there's ones I'm really pushing in, you know. You know and it's not that I deprioritize, but I, there's ones I really want to push in. And I could move them off this real pushing into God bless, God bless, God bless. I I love that movement. Uh, Some of us, we've got to get into the presence of God this year and go, right, God, I'm not giving up. I'm going to order things this year from not Amazon but from God because things are going to arrive in this. You know, we fast as a church once a month on the first Friday of every month depending on where I pray. I, I want to challenge you to get into that place because fasting is about yielding your flesh and your spirit to God. And you know this flabby Christian that I'm talking about? We have got Christians who are not praying they're not getting into the presence of God. They're not actually doing it. And I don't want to put you there. You know, I want to draw you into this place. Oh, Aaron, I'm not sure I can fast. You know, I get hungry. Of course you do. You know, I don't feel I can go on a jog. Of course you can't. Isn't it? You know, you've got to work into your life. But let me tell you, the whole thing about fasting is about yielding your flesh to the Spirit. It's about opening something up. And if you fast and you get into a promise of God, it's one time a month. That's all I'm asking you to do. Saturday, then we break fast together. It's what breakfast is really all about. And then we pray for one hour once a month, you know. It's the least popular meeting of this church. Sorry, right, I'm not offended. But I bet God is. God loves it, those who gather together. God absolutely loves it when we gather together. And he wants to move us from, from just sitting there static saying, how many of you are hungry in 2018 to get into my presence? How many want to go for it? This weekend, by the way, Saturday we've got Rachel Hickson coming. It's a prayer and worship conference. That's your moment, by the way, at the start of this year, going, right, I'm getting into it, because Rachel, she's a prophetic gift. She's going to activate something in your spirit that's going to walk this journey of 2018. She's going to help you get to the next place where God is leading to you. She's going to put keys into you. you know? So when the, the notice goes out, you should be like, right, I'm online. I'm booking that. If you're not online and you don't know how to do that, speak to Gareth. He'll get your ticket. You know. And We're doing a one o'clock afternoon session you know, on a workshop on prayer and intercession and in the evening. We're just going to open this place up for the presence of God to come. What a great time at the start of the year to go, God, what are you doing? Tuesday night, we're all gathering together to pray. It should be our first meeting, not our last meeting. You know, so I want to stack the odds. Every month of the year, we're going to go, God, let's get into the presence of God because adventures begin in the presence of God. See, because adventures are active. They require movement. I want to move your feet this year. I want to move your your vision. You know, because you know I, I want you to have that kind of moment where you look going, where are you? Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. You know, I I, I wanna be that, you know, I wanna kinda of, even in this room right now, God, what are you doing, God? Where are you moving? Who are you moving on? What do you want me to say? You know, even I, I've got this consciousness, even if I've got some notes and guidance, it might get messy because God, where do you want me to, to land this thing? Because God, I, I wanna follow what you're asking. Move us. I want my vision to be pacey. I, I, I want to kinda walk around and go, God, I, God, where are you taking me? Where are you taking the church? Where are we going together? Let us let's, let's move, you know? I want my mind to move. How many of you need to move your mindset? Well, well, the kids came in uh, just at the end of last year, and um, they, they're part of a, you know, a really incredible youth team that does an in incredible youth ministry, by the way, on a, on a Friday night, and it's a mission, and they're going into the local estate and seeing really great connection points, you know, and, and so I look after Nathan, Rachel goes as well, and then at 10 o'clock, half 10, they arrive in, you know, and I have to tell them to be quiet, because in a youth club environment when there's over 100 kids in, they they're, 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 they're come in slightly deaf. So they want to shout at me to tell me how great it's been, you know, when we're talking through. And then they, were, they came in one night and they just said, Dad, we've just been at the Radio 1 on the, uh, on the radio. And there's this song. Have you heard this song? So they told me, I said, I've never heard of that man in my life. Anybody heard of Steve Angelo? They said, no, no, listen to this, right? And um, they played me this song. And, you know, I've played this song every day since that point. Because it is doing something in my thinking. It's by a, it, a, a non Christian artist. Do not download his album, whatever you say, because it's full of profanity and I'm not recommending it. Don't, just don't get offended by me. I'll give him the warning. But this song is taken. He's taken a preach offline by somebody you may have heard of called TD Jakes. He's put music to it, but the preach is just spoken into my thinking. And I thought I'd share it if that's all right. Let's go. But the reality is, you know what, we get into circles around mind of poor thinking, of negative thinking when something happens in our life. We're like, they're doing that and things like that. God wants to alter some of your thinking. God wants to switch your mind around and I've taken the challenge on. I've come and listened to it and gone, I actually want to alter my thinking. I want to move my thinking into I can't do that or it's not practical to do that, to say I can do that. I want to alter my thinking into any negative thoughts that comes down that gets me sitting on my seat and sitting back. And saying, actually, no, I want to get up. I want to get on. I want to get out. I want to say to everything that actually said to me, Aaron, don't do it. Last year, that's just going to, you know, and God says, Aaron, come on, rise up. It takes a while to change your mind. You know, Joshua was one of the 12 spies, that was sent into the promised land before everybody else. And he was go and see, go and stand on the land, go and sample the land, go and bring it back and tell us what it is, you know. And and Joshua and his mate Caleb go together. And they see the land and they see how great it is. You know, and they see what God is able to do. And, and they're people who, who've had a change of mindset because when they get into the promised land, and you know, just for a taster, they come back and go, Wow, guys, you know how good that is. But there's 10 others who say it's not very good. Well, it does say it's not very good. You, have you seen the signs of the giants? You know, on one side, you've got Joshua and Caleb going, Have you seen the signs of the grapes? You know, on the other side, you've got the others going, yeah, Oh, the giants. And here's the choice. You have a choice this year of whether you're going to look at the grapes or whether you're going to look at the giants. Are you going to look at the reasons why you cannot be who God has called you to be? Or are you going to say, I am going to be the man. I am going to be the woman. I am going to be the dad. I am going to be the mom. I am going to be the friend who's going to make a difference? It's a choice, it's so easy. All it takes in this world for evil to prevail is that good men do nothing. I know I'm passionate, I know I'm shouting and I apologize, you know. I'm not angry at you. this is not a telling off, this is not a dressing down. This is a stirring to rise up to say, "You know, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice." You get bad news, you get the call, you get something that's going to go wrong. And let me tell you, there will be challenges in 2018 where that is going to happen. And there in that moment, you've got a choice. Make a decision. I'm going to take back what was stolen from me in 2018. I took my hair back. And I left the gray hairs behind. Because God wants to bring us in to a new breakthrough as a church. I'll get the band to come up because I, I want to kind of finish where Joshua was. Joshua chapter 1, I, which, which I started at the end of his life to show you what type of legacy he had built. You know, he did conquer the land. He did take the people in. But I want to take you to the start because here we are at the start of a new year. And we're right on the cusp of something. And that something is God. It's not just the presence of God, by the way, because I've realized this. God wants to put you in the presence of God, but he wants to use you as a gateway onto this earth for his presence to flow through you. And I'm going to tell you why, why are you waiting? Why don't you just be the gateway? Because God's going to download things to you in the private in the spiritual place <clears throat> and then he's going to take your hands he's going to take your feet he's going to take your mind he's going to take your body he's going to take your mouth and you're going to position yourself in your life and God is going to flow through you. Joshua chapter 1 <clears throat> After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, God spoke to Joshua, the son of Man. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people across the Jordan River into the land that I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south, to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one is going to be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you. As I was with Moses, I will not fail you, I will not abandon you, so be strong. Be courageous, let the Spirit speak to you right now. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess the land that I swore to their ancestors. Be strong. Be very co- courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions that Moses gave to you. Do not deviate them from them. Turn either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. And you will be sure to obey everything written in, in it. And only then Will you prosper and succeed in all you do? This is my command be strong, be courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is wherever you go. If I read these names out to you Shammah and Shephat and Egal and Pauti and Nabi and Gadiel and Gadi and Amiel and Sephar and Guel, you will say to me, Who are they? If I said to you, Joshua and Caleb, you know who they are. The reason is because you are known by your faith. Those are the 10 spies who said no. And let me tell you, they and their families, they died in the desert. It was an 11 day journey out of Egypt into the promised land, and it took them 40 years because of unbelief. Some of you are going round and round and round and round, and you've got to break the cycle. You've got to make the decision to say, God, I will go. I will move. I will think better in this year. Just close your eyes, if that's okay. This message has got some broad kind of challenges to it. I haven't been specific about what it could mean to you because this is between you and God. But you know what it means. You know right now what God is saying to you. And all that matters really is that you and God have a conversation and a connection right now. So if you're new in, and you're new to church, and you're discovering about God, but there's something pulsating inside of you right now that you all know that you need to make a decision to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to God, I'm going to ask you to do an incredibly brave thing. I'm going to ask you to be a person of faith. If you're saying yes to God, I want you just to stand up, just keep your eyes closed, stand before between you and God. If it's a new decision to follow Jesus. If you've been a Christian for a little while, but you know you've gone off the boil a bit, and you know you just sat there with a remote control in your chair in church, and you know God is saying, Come on, I want you to move into this. And you know you've been hanging back, but today's a different day, and you want to stand up to say, I am moving into this, I am leaving the past behind, and I'm going to push forward into God. I want you to stand right now. Come on. It's good. It's not about what everybody else is doing, it's just about you and God. Faith is active. It's good. I don't know what you're standing for, but I love it, the fact that you are. You're struggling with an issue right now, and you've been struggling with an issue in 2017, and that has been getting at you and getting at you and getting at you, and you are standing up against that issue, be it an addiction, be it a sin, be it a family circumstance or breakdown, and you know you need to rise in your spirit and something right now, if that is you, I want you to stand too, come on. You and God are an incredible partnership. I'm standing with you. I am standing in faith. I love the bit at the end of Joshua's life, Caleb, his good friend, came to him and said, I have played my role. I've remained faithful. Now I'm ready. 80 years of age, he said, I'm ready for my mountain. Can I go and take it? If there are mountains in your life that you are still praying and you are still yet to claim, and, and you think I'm claiming it this year, then I want you to stand in your faith. Come on. Really, think. Just lift your hands to Jesus. Whether you want to be aware of this or not, but you are surrounded by people we are all saying we're going to adventure together. God. Holy Spirit, right now, the spirit of adventure rests in us. The spirit of faith. The spirit that says we will not sit back. We will not be static. We will not be silent. We will not be passive. That we will rise in the things of God. Come right now. Let's all stand, shall we? Come on, let's just push into God for the last few moments that we've got left.